Praise God, brethren. Yeah, I'm Ellen, and by God's grace, I find myself here on this day to speak to us. Praise the Lord. Yeah, no more, because if I go into introduction, that will waste a lot of time, but that is, yeah, I'm Ellen, simple as that. Uh, I don't need to tell you that I'm a reverend, I'm putting on a collar by God's grace. Praise the Lord. And I'm born again. I don't want to deny that one. Uh, I don't want to say I'm a priest and I have not received Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. But I pronounce it with my mouth. I received Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. Even before I realized my calling, I really had received Christ to be my personal Savior. Praise the Lord. Yeah, today we are going to, I was given a topic uh, called Man of Sorrow. Man of Sorrow, and we are going through Isaiah 53. Let us pray. Father, we bless your name. We thank you so much for loving us that much. Lord, thank you for we have come into your presence, Lord, in this Bless, Lord, may you minister to us, using me as your vessel, Lord. I pray that I will not speak words that are not relevant to your cross. Lord, I pray, use me as you want, just as I'm a vessel to you. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Man of sorrows, Isaiah 53. Uh, I think that topic, man of sorrow, is extracted from... This, this scripture in Isaiah 50. We are going to start from Isaiah 52, from verse 13. So all those scriptures are covering this topic of man of sorrows. Uh, uh, it starts by, See, my servant will act wisely. He will be raised and lifted up and highly exalted. Just as there were many who were appalled at him, his appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any man and his form marred beyond human likeness. So will he sprinkle many nations and kings will shut their mouth because of him. For what they were not told they will see and what they have not heard they will understand. Who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows. And familiar with suffering, like one from whom men hide their faces. He was despised, and, he, and we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. Yet we considered him stricken by God and smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. 
the punishment that brought us peace was upon him, and by his wounds we are healed. We all like sheep have gone astray. Each of us has turned to his own will, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquities of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her, Shira in siren, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away, and who can speak of his descendants? For he was cut off from the land of the living, for the transgression of my people he was stricken. He was assigned a grave with the wicked, and with the rich in his death, though he has done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it was the will of, of uh, it was the Lord's will, will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life a guilty offering, he will see his offspring and prolong his days, and the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After the suffering of his soul, he will see the light of life and be satisfied. By his knowledge of righteous servant will justify many. And he will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great, and he will divide the spoils with the strong, because he poured out his life unto death, and was numbered with the transgressors, for he bore the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. Let us clap to for Jesus. Praise the Lord. You have seen what Jesus had to go through. Yeah, this was prophesied by prophet Isaiah. He prophesied it be every uh, life concerning Jesus Christ. Even when you go to chapter 7, uh, Isaiah prophesied about the birth of Jesus. So he's also uh, prophesying about his suffering, the man of sorrows. Praise the Lord. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows. That's where our topic comes from on verse 3. And familiar with suffering, a man of sorrows. So think about these words as we go through talking about them and discussing God's will. I, I, I want to see verse 10. Uh, the Bible is telling us that it was God's will. It was God's will for this man, Jesus Christ, to go through this. He was despised and rejected by man a man of sorrows. And on verse 4, surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows, yet we considered him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. Praise the Lord. Ah, I used to hear some liars saying, you know, that Jesus was on the cross because he stole timbers. Praise the Lord. Those are liars now. They, they say many words about why was Jesus crucified? Why did he suffer? And so men considered him stricken by God and smitten by him and afflicted. Friends, Jesus did not steal timbers to, be, uh, to pass through what he went through. God, uh, it was God's will for him to go through what he was, what he went through. Yeah, other people like Job also went through this suffering because it was God's will. And sometimes 
uh, we, it, suffering can be part of us as Christians because of God's will. Even uh, that's why James chapter 1 verse 2 says that consider it all joy when you go through trials. So sometimes let us always seek God when we are going through certain situations. Let us seek God. Why? Why am I going through this? And God is faithful. He will reveal to you why we, you are going through certain circumstances. Praise the Lord. So sometimes uh, let us seek God and consider it joy when we go through uh, sorrows, I may say, sorrows. Yeah, he was pierced. When you, you see verse 5, we see that this man, Jesus Christ, was pierced. And why? Let us not uh, think, think like other people who don't know the truth in the Bible, who don't know that the suffering of Jesus Christ was actually God's will. Not that he had done anything wrong, but it was God's will. And one thing I, I, I like uh, on this verse, uh, verse 5, it says that he was pierced. Why? For our transgressions, uh, he was crushed for our iniquities. But the punishment that, bought, that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, we are healed, friends. Praise the Lord. That's the reason why Jesus went through what he went through. He bought our peace. He suffered because of our transgressions. Yesterday, uh, the prophets talk, told us about the explanation of this uh, transgression and iniquities. It is so deep. Now this one is not just sin. Yeah, I have stolen, I have committed adultery. Now this is a deep sin from generation to generation. But Jesus took it away. Praise the Lord. He suffered. He is called a man of sorrows just because he wanted to, to, to buy our, uh, our peace. To buy our healing. And the reason to save us, huh? to, to, to save us from transgression and to be crushed for our iniquities. Praise the Lord. If I were you, I would clap for Jesus. Because you can see what he did. Really, whenever you feel you want to thank God, you can just burst into clapping hands to Jesus. Because he did a great work. Imagine, he suffered for our transgression. He suffered for our iniquities. Not that he, he stole timber, as we hear. He suffered for all that for us. And he bought. What did he buy? He bought our peace, friends. The peace that you have. You know, the Bible calls him the Prince of Peace. Praise the Lord. He bought our peace. And by his body, by, this, by his suffering, he bought our peace. So you don't have to go through sorrows again. Even when you, you because the Bible says, count it all joy. For us Christians, no sorrows. Yes. We have bodies, sometimes we go through situations which can really put us on a wall. But our peace as Christians does not depend on the circumstances around us. Because if you have Jesus, then you have the Prince of Peace. Peace should be our portion. Peace should be part of us as Christians because 
Jesus bought it for us. Jesus bought our healing on the cross. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Uh, he bought our healing. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds, friends, if you are sick, claim this, this, this uh, uh, privilege. Claim this promise. By his wounds, we are healed. In case you have a sickness, whether physical, whether, whether, whether spiritual, please call upon him because he bought it. It is already paid for you. Praise the Lord. That's why when uh, Isaiah continued to, to, to speak, uh, to prophesy, when you reach, he goes to chapter 55, I see Isaiah calling us, also speaking on behalf of God and saying, Come! All who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you, when you check that, that chapter 5, just a, a little ahead of, after chapter 54, chapter five, 55 says, Come all who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk. And verse 2 is interesting. Why spend money? You know, why spend money on what is not bread? And you will labor on what does not satisfy. Listen to me and eat, eat what is good. And your soul will, will delight in the riches of fear. Praise the Lord. God paid it all on the cross. The suffering he went through, he paid it. We don't have to pay for the things that do not satisfy. He paid for your life. He paid for your healing. He paid for peace. You don't have to bribe to be loved. You don't have to go and, and bribe for peace at the, uh, at the place of your, of your job, eh? where you're working. And maybe you want your, your, your boss to love you. And maybe you don't have peace. You are there and you are like, what? I think I need to get this amount of money and give to my supervisor. No, you don't have to pay. Jesus paid for peace. Go to God and tell him, God, you are the prince of peace. Give me peace and he will give it to you. Because he paid it. It's already covered. When you are, you are, we are, we are going to have parties, there's, there are those items which they, uh, when we make budgets, hmm? Giveaway budgets and, you know, wedding budgets. There are those items where they write uh, a crate of soda covered. Those words. So, friends, peace is covered for us. We don't have to pay for it. Joy is covered for us. Healing is covered. Don't pay, please. Praise the Lord. Isaiah 55 verse 2 says, Why spend money on what is not bread? Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Praise the living God. Is the bread of life. No man shall live, can live on bread alone. I mean, on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the word of the Lord. And you know, Jesus is the word. Go to John chapter 1. Jesus is our portion. We depend on Jesus. Praise the Lord. He's the bread of life. So, and even when you go to Isaiah, Isaiah, I'm talking about Isaiah because he really talked about this man. 
and he brought us that message clearly. In verse, uh, when you go to Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18, he still says, come. Let us reason together. Though your sins are as scarlet as red as scarlet. I'm just paraphrasing, but that's what it says. They shall be as what. So everything is paid. Sin is paid. Come. Let us reason together. God wants you to come. Just come. Now is the time to worship. You know, you remember that song? Now is the time to worship. Jesus Christ is calling us to come to him. He paid everything. He's the man of sorrows. He went through sorrows, not because he did anything, but he was paying for your peace. He was paying for your healing. He was paying for your joy. He went through that to save us. Praise the Lord. And so uh, he goes ahead in, in verse 18, chapter 1, Isaiah, that come, let us reason together. And verse 19 says, if you are willing anyway, if you are willing and obedient, obedient, that's what God wants from us. What you come with to Jesus Christ is your obedience. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things from the kingdom of God. Because he paid it all. Praise the Lord. And uh, 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 there's that song which says, Omutango. Yeah, I don't know whether you know that song, but maybe because of time, we, we don't have to go through it. But it says, O mutango, mutango yagu chao. Evi vivyo ya vietika. Ebanja ya risasura. Echiti wa shimudire. So Jesus paid it all. Now when we go to Romans chapter 3. I want to see exactly what Jesus did for us through his suffering. Romans chapter 3, verse 23. You know that one is a common verse to us. It, it says that all have sinned and have fallen short of the glory of God. So that's why all had sinned. Now we can't go through those verses. Uh, verse, verse, chapter 3, verse, verse 23, uh, it says that for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And verse 24, and are justified freely by his grace through the redemption that came by Christ. Verse 25, God presented him as a sacrifice of atonement through faith in his blood. Praise the Lord. Yesterday, doctor told us about atonement. I don't have to go through it. But that's what the Lord had to do. He, uh, God presented him as a sacrifice of atonement through his blood, through his physical body. And there is a word. Uh, uh, my version is not bringing it here. 
But if you continue to read those scriptures, it brings out the word called propitiation. Propitiation, uh, uh, that word brings the, uh, clear the, the message of the cross that uh, because God is holy, his anger and justice burns against sin. And he has sworn that sin will be punished. There must be a satisfactory payment for sin. Now I'm explaining the word propitiation and the work Jesus did for us. But God said, if I punish man for sin, man will die and go to hell. On the other hand, if I don't punish man for his sin, my justice will never be satisfied. So Jesus Christ was the solution, friends. Being God, God said, that he would become our substitute. He would take the sin of mankind upon himself in agony. That's why he's called man of sorrows. In agony and blood. That one was followed by blood. A righteous judgment and a, substi a substitute for sin. So God didn't have any alternative rather than being man and going through that and pay it on our behalf. His wrath burned out on the cross, friends, when his son died as man's propitiation for sin. And this is love. Praise the Lord. I expect a clap there when you hear the word love. <laughs> friends, that was love. You go to John chapter 4, verse 10, you will see what Jesus did for us. It was love. We need to appreciate God's work when you, you will uh, again go to Colossians chapter, chapter 2, uh, 20, uh, chapter 1 verse 21 up to 22, the work, uh, uh, the, you will see the work Jesus did for us. The work of reconciliation by Christ's physical body. So his body is, was, uh, and the blood was the receipt for our transgression, is a receipt for our transgression. You don't have to suffer again because Jesus paid it all. Sin is no longer your portion, friends. It is no longer your portion. Yes, they say we are sinners, but Jesus took it away. I am righteous. Praise the Lord. You are righteous. Sin is no longer your portion. Oppression is no longer your portion. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be oppressed because Jesus was oppressed on your behalf. Death is very far. This body just go and we just are transferred to another life. Eternal life. Praise the Lord. So eternal life now is your portion, friend. Eternal life is my portion. Death is very far from me. It is not part of me. We just go through this body uh, when it fails and we, we still remain because those who are in Christ will never die, friends. Death was paid for. Jesus went through it uh, to go and preach to those people even who were already dead. He paid it all. Praise the Lord. So your portion is joy. And now what you need to claim is the image of God in you because we are created in God's image. But you know the devil came and he tried to spoil tomorrow the image of God in us. But Jesus did it again. Praise the Lord. The image of God is in you is restored. And friends, 
curse is not your portion. When you read Galatians chapter 3, verse 13, no one should deceive you that you are cursed. Jesus did it. He was a curse on the cross because the Bible says cursed is he who is put on the cross. Curse is not your portion, my friend. Your portion is blessings from God. Go and claim them in Deuteronomy chapter 28. Verse, uh, yes, Deuteronomy. Yes, go and claim them there. Deuteronomy chapter 28. You will find all those blessings are yours. And God is promising us uh, a steadfast love. Because he says, those children who love me, I will have mercy on them. Praise the Lord. Except if you don't love Jesus. If you don't have Jesus. If you don't, because whoever doesn't have Jesus, you don't claim anything. Praise the Lord. So Jesus Christ paid it all. You know who you are in the Lord. That's what you need to know. Know that everything was paid for you. Jesus paid it all. Walk as your head is high, friends. Because Jesus did it. Let us claim our identity. Which the devil spoiled because of sin. Because, friends, sin is a gateway to the devil. I want to finish with this. I don't want to go from here without reading these scriptures at least. Colossians chapter 2, as I end. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6. You will see what Jesus did for you and you appreciate. Praise the Lord. Colossians chapter 2, verse, verse, from verse 6. Yes. That is good news to you. Please read it carefully. I want to rush with and I go. I, I sit. Praise the Lord. Go then. Just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord. Now I'm on verse 6. Continue to live in him. Rooted and built up in him. Strengthened in the faith as you were taught. And overflowing with thanksgiving. See to it. That no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the basic principles of this world. Like the other one who said he was, he went through that because he stole timbers hmm? of this world rather than on Christ. Verse nine. For in Christ, that is good news. Now that one gives me joy. I want to, to kneel down and, and worship him. In verse 9. For in Christ, all the fullness of deity lives in bodily form. And you have been given fullness in Christ. Why don't you clap to him? Even if before we go ahead. And you have been given fullness in Christ. Who is the head over every power? and authority. In him you were also circumcised in the putting off of the sinful nature not with circumcision done by the hands of men but with the circumcision done by Christ having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sin and in the circumcision of your sinful nature. God made you alive with Christ. Praise the Lord. He gave us all. He forgave us all our sins. <clears throat> Excuse me. Having canceled the written code. 
with its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us. He took it away, nailing it to the cross and having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Praise the Lord. This is what Jesus did for us. He finished everything. So what we need to do is to come to him. Praise the Lord. I think I need to go to close and we continue in prayer. Uh, uh, Reverend Tendo leading us in those prayer responses as we wind up. Let us continue to claim our blessings. I don't know what is lacking in your spiritual life as Tendo comes. Reverend Tendo, you can move. I don't know. Take this moment and tell God, claim what belongs to you. Maybe you don't have joy this time. You feel oppressed and hated and rejected, but the Bible tells us he was rejected on our behalf. So I, would, I, I, would, I want to request you to stand up as he leads us in those prayer re responses. Please claim what belongs to you. The devil doesn't have to lie you. Just claim what belongs to you because Jesus paid it. I don't know what it is in your life, but go ahead and claim it what belongs to you. Joy is your portion. Go ahead and as we pray. We continue in, 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 in prayer as our Reverend Aaron has uh, been speaking. Just go ahead and pray. Go ahead and pray. Jesus is the man of sorrow. Man of sorrows. Familiar with suffering. And I'm reminded of the words that we have such a great high priest who has gone before the very presence of God. One who is able to sympathize with our weaknesses. So what is it? Jesus is familiar. Jesus is very, very familiar with your pain. So go ahead. Go ahead and tell him what it is. What is that pain? He's the man of sorrows. Familiar with your suffering. It could be a physical suffering. It could be an emotional suffering. It could be financial hardships. Just go and tell him. He's very, very much familiar. But most of he's familiar with our separation with God. He's familiar with our spiritual state. So it could be you're feeling inadequate spiritually. You're feeling, God, because of my sin, am I redeemable? He's familiar. He's familiar. So I want to encourage you. Go and pray. Go ahead and pray. Tell him exactly what you're going through. Jesus, we thank you because you're a man of sorrow who is familiar with our suffering. You're familiar with our fallenness, Lord. You're familiar with our sinfulness, Lord. There is nothing that is too big for you. You're familiar with, with our idolatry. You're familiar with our immolarity. You're familiar with how separated we have been with God. So we ask this afternoon that, Lord, you took our infirmities. Lord, you remember mercy upon us. Lord, you redeem us. Lord, you come to our aid in the name of Jesus. Friend, which is that sorrow? Roll it to God. Roll it to God. Roll it to God. Roll it to God. Which is that pain? Which is that pain? Roll it before God. There is nothing that the Lord is not familiar with. There is nothing that is impossible for him. Just go ahead and roll it before God. It could be something you've prayed for year in and year out. I want to, to assure you, he is familiar. He is familiar with it. He is familiar with your tears. There is no tear that you've cried that the Lord is not familiar with. So go ahead. Go ahead. Do not give up. 
the Bible calls us to pray without ceasing. The Bible invites us to pray continually. Do not give up. Maybe you are at the point of giving up and to encourage you through this word that we have this Jesus, the great high priest who has gone before the very presence of God, who is able to sympathize with our weaknesses, who is able to sympathize with what you're going through. So tell him, tell him, tell him, tell him, Lord, we come before you. Some of us have heart, heart, heart pains, Lord. We ask that, Lord, you will heal us. Some of us have gone through circumstances that are terrible. Lord, heal us. You're familiar with our sorrows. So we roll them to you. Some of us, there are pains of rejection. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that you will heal us. In the name of Jesus. Some of us are women who have wailed in and out looking for children. Lord, you're familiar. You was able to remember Hannah. Lord, remember us. Lord, remember us. Lord, remember us. Lord, remember us in the name of Jesus. Some of us have experienced rejection, Lord, and that has affected us. It has affected our esteem. We ask in the name of Jesus, Jesus, you are rejected. I pray that you understand rejection. You restore us. You restore us in the name of Jesus. Restore us totally in the name of Jesus. Build our esteem once again in you. Build our identity in you. That we shall remember our worth. That you did not spare your life, but you gave it up for us. The Lord, we shall know that we are worth in you. That our worth costed you your life. So may we have that confidence as we come before you. You are familiar with our pain. Friend, it could be peace. You've lacked peace. He is the Lord who gives us peace. He is the Prince of Peace. At the cross, He brings us peace. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus for everyone here who has lacked peace. Peace in their lives. Peace in their marriages. Peace in their workplaces. Peace in their hearts. Peace in their spiritual lives. That Lord, you the Prince of Peace, you will come in their situation and grant them peace. And Lord Jesus, you say, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives. Lord, you give us wholeness. You give us shalom. Complete peace. So I ask in the name of Jesus that Lord, there will be a restoration of peace. Even as we focus on the cross, Jesus, you are our peace. You reconcile us. You call the Gentiles back to be in the fellowship with the Israelites. You called us from every tongue, from every nation to be one people. You reconciled us back to God. Lord, I pray, start a peace within our hearts. Start your peace within our hearts. Restore our hearts to peace in the name of Jesus. Lord, as we get restored with you, that we shall have peace with men. We shall have peace with our fellow people. Peace in our marriages. Peace in our workplaces. Peace in the different places where we stay. In the name of Jesus. Friend, I don't know what it is. I pray for peace of the Lord to rest on you. Pray for peace in your marriage. Pray for peace in your workplace. Pray for peace wherever you are. In the name of Jesus. We thank you because you are God who grants us that peace. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Jesus suffered because of our transgressions. And I'm reminded of the word. The apostle Paul makes that rhetorical question. Shall we continue sinning so that grace may abound? Certainly no. Certainly no. Yet maybe we've deliberately continued in sin. Maybe we've deliberately given ourselves to sin. Let's pray that the Lord will forgive us. Let's pray that the Lord will deliver us from willful sin. That the Lord will, will deliver us from that point where we do not want to live. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that you visit us even as we are here, Lord. Redeem us from willful sin. 
Lord, redeem us where we have, where we've trodden your grace for granted. Forgive us where, Lord, we have not walked in holiness. Forgive us where, Lord, we've not given ourselves to you. Forgive us. Forgive us. Redeem us. Deliver us. And friends, above each and everything, God is familiar with our fallenness. So maybe you're here and you've not given your life to Jesus. Go ahead and give your life to Jesus. Maybe you're watching and you've not given your life to Jesus. Give your life to Jesus. He died for you. He carried your sorrows that you would be redeemed. Lord, we surrender our lives to you once again. We ask that you will be Lord of our lives. We ask that you will be glorified through and through. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.